0: When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, love, but the greatest of these is love. Wow. Praise the Lord. What an amazing, amazing word of God. Thank you so much, Noah. I want to extend kingdom greetings to the entire leadership. Uh, I extend all dates the congregation, uh, some of whom I know dearly. Chris, good to see you, Noah, Doctor Fumi, um, Brother Mark. You know, you guys are just amazing. We have known each other for for many years through the love Oxford, and certainly through our great friends, uh, you know, Charlie and Anita, and I'm so grateful uh, to be here uh, this evening. Uh, for those that do not know, I did my undergraduate um, at Brooks, and my first placement was at St. Aldean's with Acts, where I met, you know, the likes of Simon, uh, Phil, uh, Susan Cuthbert, an amazing woman with a huge heart for prison ministry. You know, I've never seen anyone like that, you know, and uh, with with Dr. Jane, an amazing scientist, I always, you know, remind her, you know, that you are a scientist, you're Dr. Jane, you know, so humble, but so powerful, you know, with her love and the things that she does for the kingdom. You know, we ministered, ministered together in Huntercombe, in Bullingdon, You know, it's been just great and amazing. St. Aldit is home to me, um, and I love being there, and I want to thank God, you know, for this opportunity. In our Bible reading, the great Apostle Paul, in his writing to the church in Corinth, he addresses several imperatives, and, and he brings correction in some instances in terms of what was going on, Uh, in the city of Corinth. Uh, The Corinthians were charmed with spiritual gifts and in particular the gift of tongues. And, And Paul reminds them that even the gift of tongues is meaningless without love. He goes on to say without love, a person may speak with the gift of tongues, but these are meaningless. It means it is, it is nothing, it is an empty noise, speaking or exercising our spiritual gifts if we do not have love. The ancient Greek word translated tongues was the simple idea of languages, when you read that in some places in Acts 2 and 11 and also in Revelation. In Paul's days, many Jews believed angels had their own language and by the spirit, one could speak. So the reference of tongues of angels show that though the genuine gift of tongues is a legitimate language. Again, it may be that through the human or the living human language, we are able to also express that angelic language you know, as after the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I come from a tradition, uh, a church tradition or Christian tradition where the gifts of the spirit in particular tongues are used a lot, you know, in practice and we practice this a lot. Uh, We speak in tongues in prayer, in intercession, you know, in worship where we worship in spirits and in warfare, we speak in tongues. You know, and you know, for me, I I can tell at times what kind of tongues you know these are, depending on the situation and circumstance. While while this is great and wonderful, Paul tries to tell the church that it is important for us to know that even though we may have all this artillery or artillery in our in our in our in our in our, in our, in, in our possession without love, it is nothing. Paul says, prophecy knowledge and faith to do miracles are all irrelevant when we do not have love. The Corinthian Christian had missed the motive and the goal of the gifts, making them their own goal. And Paul draws the attention back to love. Paul, he calls Jesus in, in Matthew 17 and he talks about the faith that moves mountain. And you can just imagine that you have the faith that can move mountain, but without love, you can move that mountain and put it right in the path of somebody else because you do not have love. A man with that kind of faith can do a lot of things, but can have setbacks because. They do not have love. It's very important for us to understand that when Paul was writing to the church, he he made it sure that this wasn't love versus the gift. A church should never be forced to choose between the love and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Paul, he emphasizes the focus and the goal of the gifts, that it is about love. The possession of the charismata is not the sign of the spirits. Christian love is. So we must understand that when Paul talks about love, he talks about the Greek word agape. And in this love, Paul is drawing us to understand what agape love actually means. The ancient Greeks had four words that translate love. And the first was eros, the word to express sexual love. And then they had the stoge love, which is the love that refers to family love and and the kind of love between parents and children. And and then he talks of the filial love, which is the love that speaks of brotherly love and affection. It is the love of deep friendship and partnership and it is described as the highest love of which a man or human being will have without God's help. Agape love is the fourth love. It is this love that never changes it is this love that is self-giving that gives without demanding or expecting a repayment it is this love that is so great that it when it is given it is given without recompense it is given to the unlovable or to the unappalling ones it is love that loves even when It is rejected, agape love gives and loves because it wants to, it it is love that is not demanded or expected uh, uh, or that demand or expect a return. It gives because it loves. I'm told according to Alan Redpath, that the word agony, the English word agony is got from the word agape. It means the actual absorption of one being in one great passion. Two things that love is that Paul addresses in this chapter. He says, love suffers long and is kind. Love is described by action words, not lofty concepts. Paul is writing and reminding us that love is not about how you feel, He writes and says love is about action. True love is always demonstrative. You you demonstrate it. You show it. Love suffers long. Love will endure time. It is the heart shown in God when it is saved of the Lord. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some count slackness, but is long suffering towards us not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, according to 2 Peter 3, verse 9. If God is love, if the love of God is in us, we will show long suffering to those who annoy us, to those who hurt us. This is a tricky one because the tendency is to hit back. The tendency is to avenge. The ones that have wronged us, the enemy wants the root of bitterness to spring out of our lives, because we are constantly bombarded with people hurting us, with people saying things, you know, against us, you know, backbiting, gossip, malice. All these things take a toll on your life, and the root of bitterness comes out. But Paul says love suffers long. Love will still reach out to those that at times are not kind to us. Love is kind. When we have and show God's love, it will be seen in simple acts of kindness. A wonderful measure of kindness is seen how children receive us. Children will not receive or respond to unkind people. About this time last year in our church, we had um, the Toto children that came from Uganda. You know, there were quite a number of them. And we had to ask some of our members to, to stay with them in their homes. You know, kindness is opening your home to strangers. Kindness is going out of your way for others. You know, Abraham did the same thing, you know, at one point. And he invited, you know, three men into his house. He did not know that his answer to prayer was, was with those men. Abraham, our father of faith. Paul gets us to understand that there are things that love is not. Love is not envious. He does not parade itself. He's it's not puffed up. You know, what does it mean, love being envious? Love is not is love, you know, envy is, is one of the least productive and most damaging of all sins, you know. Envy, if you think of envy, envy, you know, uh, Abel killed his brother in, in Genesis 4 because of envy. Joseph was enslaved because of envy. Jesus, according to Matthew 27, 18, died. He was put on the cross because of envy. Love does not parade itself. Love in action can work anonymously. It does not have to have the limelight of the attention of a good job or be satisfied with the result. Love gives because it loves to give, not out of the sense of praise it can have or show for, for, show for itself. The other day I was in my, I'd gone to my barber you know, for a haircut and um, I was in there and, and a mother came with three, with three of her sons. When I finished my haircut, I went, I went to the barber to pay. And I said, I'm going to pay for this mom and her, three, and her three sons. But please don't let her know that I've done that. So I went there, I paid, and then I left. I was in my car. Unfortunately, this barber did, uh, did not do as I told him. You know, as I was in my car, I saw this woman running across. It was almost, you know, hit by a car. And she came and knelt behind, you know, by my door, uh, by my door side as I was about to drive home. And she was thanking me for for what I've done. I said, look, you know, I appreciate that, but that is not what I was looking for. Love does not need recognition when you do something great. But that touched me a lot because I could see that this mom really appreciated what I had done for her. Love is permanent. The Bible says love never fails, but prophecies will cease, prophecies will fail. Paul addresses the overemphasis the Corinthian Christians had on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He shows that they should emphasize love more than the gifts because the gifts are temporary containers of God's, of God's work. Love is the work itself. Therefore, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are appropriate for the present time, but they are not permanent. They are imperfect gifts for an imperfect time. He says, and now abides faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. The three great pursuits of the Christian life are not miracles, are not power, are not not gifts. They are faith, hope, and love. The precious gifts that we have, that the Holy Spirit has given today, they are never meant to focus on anything else but faith, hope, and love. We see this uh, throughout the, the, the word of God in First Thessalonians 1, 3, 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, Galatians 5, uh, 5 to 6, 1 Peter 1, 21. What Paul says, the greatest of this is love. Love is greatest because it will continue, even grow in the eternal state. When we are in heaven, faith, and hope will have fulfilled their purpose. We won't need faith when we see God face to face. We won't need hope in the coming, uh, we won't need to to have hope in the coming of the Lord Jesus once he comes. We will always love the Lord and each other and grow in that love through eternity. Love is also the greatest because it is the attribute of God. First John four, verse eight, and faith and hope are not part of God's character and personality. So God does not have faith in the way we have faith because he never has to trust outside of himself. God does not have hope the way we have hope because he knows all things and is complete and is in complete control, but God is love and we always be love. We do not need to choose between faith, hope and love. Paul does not want us to make a choice, but he wants us to emphasize the point of the Corinthians Christians without love as the motive and goal, the gifts are meaningless And there are destruction. If you lose love, you lose everything. May the Lord bless you tonight. I don't know where you are in your life. I don't know what you have experienced. But the Bible is very clear tonight. The word of God is very clear tonight. Without love, our faith is meaningless. The things that we have experienced, You know, I've seen people manifest and move under the power of God so mightily, you know, in prophecy and and stuff like that. It's great and it's amazing. But all that, if it's done without love, it is meaningless. Brothers and sisters, even in this difficult moment, we're talking about things that we do to each other. You know, things that are enshrined in our systems, things that are enshrined in, you know, uh, institutions that harm, that hurt us, things that draw us back. But we must never allow the root of bitterness to overshadow the good that God wants out of us. Light will always prevail over darkness. The love of God, as we even celebrating, um, coming to, to Easter time, where well, we know the greatest gift, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God demonstrated his love towards us. I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you tonight for your word. I thank you tonight that your love has brought us together. I thank you tonight for everyone under the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray for them. Whatever life has brought to their doorstep, whatever experiences they have experienced, Father, whether positive or negative, things that could have drawn them back to be able to love, Father, I just want to pray that by your Holy Spirit that you may touch them, that Lord, you're the God of love and that Lord, Your love will reach out to them. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord bless you.